0: I'd like to welcome everyone to the Redemption Tempe Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Warren Williams. I'm here with AC, Jim Mullins. We're going to do something a little bit different. Differently, usually, everybody kind of introduces themselves. But we're going to do something a little bit different here. AC, I want you to introduce Jim. All right, so Jim
1: Mullins is like the Suge Knight of this thing we got going on called the True Story Project. Um uh, <laughs> You know, he's a pastor of Redemption Tempe. He's over a lot of things. Uh, there's a surge network. It's a network of churches that uh, train up people how to see all life all for Jesus, even in the workplace. So Jim Mullins plays a large role in that. Uh, he's a, a big, huge, influential uh, member of the leadership at Redemption Tempe as well.
0: Could definitely attest to that. So, uh, Jim, you want to go ahead and introduce AC?
2: Yeah. So first of all, I should say that I think I'm. it's pretty impressive that the first person referenced mm. on this podcast ever redemption Tempies podcast ever is suge knight that's pretty sweet uh, <laughs> Shook knight made the podcast <laughs> there's, there's probably no church that starts off their podcast talking about suge knight that's and i'm true. glad that's that true. our church that's does true. That's so here's that's the, true. here's the thing with ac <laughs> You, most people probably know him as the world's greatest scripture reader. Mm. He's he's like a, a combination between, between like Shakespeare yeah. and uh, uh, James Earl Jones mm, mm. in his ability to read scripture. But what you don't know is he's more than a scripture reader. He's on our theological formation team, on our communities team. He's a ministry intern, but. One of the sharper theological minds of anyone that I've uh, had a chance to interact with at um, at Redemption. Definitely, a wise dude. He's a little too quiet sometimes, so you get a little suspicious about him. But he's he's a good trustworthy guy. And then we have Warren here, uh, the 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 man who is uh, the smooth voice guiding the <laughs> so podcast. I'm told.
0: So I'm told, man. I don't yeah. I don't know about all that. You know. I... <laughs> Oh, well, go, sorry, ahead. go ahead. Jim. Go ahead Jim. Also
2: on the community's team, mm-hmm. uh, the, the man who's uh, figured out how to turn every little piece of life into a craft and to show up at all places at all times. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's a fan of Robert Ori. So all the respect we have for him is lost.
0: And you know what, we'll get into the Robert Ori story for those who don't know and uh jim's disdain seven seven rings yeah seven Seven, rings thank you see i have some money on my side here ac um can definitely attest to you know both of the things that you know everything that was said here great dudes i'm really happy and excited that we'll be doing this podcast but uh without further ado let's just jump right into it um for for those who don't know um over the summer we've been working on a project called the true story project um there's so much just thought and things i have gone into it, and, uh, you know, we want to kind of break it down. Um, you know, first of all, we have a Bible plan. Um, do you want to, Jim, do you want to go in and kind of explain, like, what is the True Story Project? What am I talking about? What, is this, what does all this mean?
2: Yeah, well, we believe that the Bible is the true story of the whole world. It hmm. is the lens through which we see all of life, and uh, it makes sense of the entire world, why the world is so messed up. How to make sense of the good things in the world. What's the solution to the brokenness in the world? Where is the world going? It is the true story that gives definition to all of life. And we want to devote this year, along with every other year, of course, to immersing ourselves into the biblical story. And what we're trying to do is we are trying to get as many people in the church as we possibly can to read through the whole Bible, Whoa. As a whole church, whoa, through the course of the whole year, and right. so we've got a Bible reading plan around it. We we have all our communities will be focusing on it. We're basically coordinating like ninety percent of our church around this Bible reading plan to dive into Scripture.
0: Got it, got it. So I mean, I know I've started a lot of different Bible plans and apps and stuff like that, and some of them, some of them, the structure has been kind of hard to follow. You know, I started. And then I'm like, you know, it's kind of putting me all over the place. So I don't get a, like a complete story. What do you think about this structure is going to offer? Like like what is specific to this structure that will give us that true, complete story?
2: Yeah. Uh, AC, why don't you break that down for us? What's the structure of this thing?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's really good because it is divided into to 16 sections, semi-chronological. You're reading two to three chapters a day. And the overall vision is that you're reading the Bible as a story. Mm. Because too often, you know, you read the Bible as just little bits and pieces. Like, I'm going to read a proverb. I'm going to read something Jesus said in the Gospels. I'm going to read some commandments in the epistles. And you kind of get this idea that the Bible is just this list of like promises of God and principles to live by. Mm. Uh, And so when you do that and you don't read the Bible as a whole story, you're going to live your life according to a different story. You know, let's say that, you know, your whole life is, you know, get an education, get settled in a career, have a family, provide for your kids, set up your grandkids. And if I read the Bible just as a list of principles and promises, then I'm going to read the Bible to how to fit into that life story. Mm. Everything I look for is going to see how do I succeed in in that story that I'm living according to, as opposed to the Bible is a story of how God created the world. We rebelled against God and now the earth is, is devastated. And 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 then Jesus has this uh, redemptive mission to redeem all of life and all of creation back to Him. And then we read the Bible as how can I fit into that story? You know, maybe I'll have a family, maybe I'll have a career, maybe I'll have all these things. You know, those things fit into the story, as opposed to how can I fit what I read in the Bible into my life goals, my life story.
0: I think that's a great great explanation. I mean, I I've I've definitely been caught in that kind of trap of reading specific scripture and then trying to apply that one scripture into my life instead of like seeing it as a whole story. Um, uh, Jim, do you have like any uh, insight into like why we went this specific plan though?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I think that's really important is that the question is not, are we going to live in a story? Hmm. We're going to live in a story. Hmm. The question is, what story makes sense of the world? What's the true story of the world, and that's what the Bible is. And so, really, if the, if you think about the plan that we have, mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. You're just going to focus on a couple of chapters every day, but we're going to be moving for the most part from Genesis to Revelation. So we're not going to be jumping all around the Bible. That's good. We're yeah, we're gonna you're going to spend like nine months in the Old Testament, <laughs> um, and then uh, you'll read two to three chapters a day and then there's a psalm each day and we're encouraging people to really reflect on those two to three chapters study them understand what's happening in them but the psalm historically the psalms have been the prayer book of God's people and so we want people to read the psalms slowly and meditatively and and reflectively And have it fuel their prayers. So that's basically it. A couple of chapters a day, plus a psalm, moving from Genesis to Revelation. Now there's something that's distinct about the particular plan that we have, and it's that we have we've modified something that the bible project has put together so for the most part it's a this reading plan is something they've put together and they have created these incredible videos animations Mm -hmm. that give overviews of the books of the bible or important theological themes and uh every time you run into a a section where they've created a video to help explain that section, that's embedded into the reading plan. So before you read the book of Genesis, it's going to encourage you to go watch that video about Genesis, and it'll give you sort of the summary of Genesis, what Genesis is about. And then the other aspect that's a part of this plan, and this really only applies to families, is that we have a reading of the Jesus storybook Bible that's in there as well for children for children to be able to track along the story as well. And so this plan, this reading plan, I mean, you can get it on the website, you can get it at the, the true story table that we have at redemption Tempe. Um, we'll, we'll give it to you in a bunch of different ways, but it's key that we're all reading through the same plan at the same time, because how rich would it be to have. 50 of your closest friends all going through the same thing. And that's why people fail in in their reading plans Mm -hmm. quite a bit is because it tends to be an individualistic endeavor rather than a community journey.
0: Yes. Um, I really think those are excellent points and uh, I'm glad you touched on some of the resources. Um, If you didn't catch all of that, don't worry. We're gonna do in a, in a later podcast. We're gonna get into all. We have a ton of resources that you can use if you want to dig deeper or uh, if you have questions. We'll have a ton of a ton of resources to offer. But um, just kind of stepping back here, you know, we want to like AC. Would you mind explaining like, what was the vision behind this? You know, this project, this True Story Project. What was the vision? I know we kind of touched on it a little bit already, but uh, I mean, like, what, what 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 would you say like went behind? Uh, the, Putting this together, like why? Why is this important that we're doing this? Well, you know,
1: we uh, we got on the whiteboard and we wrote down six possible visions, and then we just rolled the dice. And it was my, it. No. Uh, it. no, I mean, the, the vision of, of Redemption Ten is to see. It's to make disciples who live all of life all for Jesus. That's right. That, that's the heartbeat of the church, and so um, when you see that you know, build up in someone's heart and they live that way, you're going to see homes transform, neighborhoods transform, mm. communities transform. You know, we want to infuse our lives, our families, our communities with meaning, with hope, you know, with true change. And, and the only way to do that is through engaging Scripture and encountering the living God as we turn the pages of the Bible. And that's the whole vision is because when when you look at statistics, mm-hmm. you see things like, Even though 88% of all Americans own a Bible, only 65% of people who go to church read their Bible at least once a week. Wow. Uh, Only 11%. Yeah, that's that's insane. 11% of millennials read their Bible. 11%. Um, One more is that 22% of Americans believe that Joan of Arc... Was Noah's wife. <laughs> and That joke just went over the head out of one
0: in every five people who listen to this podcast. <laughs> all right. Can, can we at least clarify that? <laughs> Joan of Arc was not Noah's wife. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> if, if Arc wasn't if Noah's last that, name, this podcast, this project, this story, this is for you. All right. Um, just, and it's for all of us, actually, because we all can increase our biblical literacy. Yeah,
2: that's right. So,
0: um, you know, uh, we talk about, you know, uh, seeing things as a story. And, I mean, what if what do you think are some real-world examples of, like, people who have seen themselves in this story? Like, what, if, what s- effects or maybe things that have been detrimental to society when people have not seen in this story? Like what? Why do you think this is so important on a societal level?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll give some positive mm-hmm. and some negative yeah. examples. Oh, yeah in this country Frederick Douglass if you read his, his biography his narrative of his life he talks about the worst slave owners were Christians because mm. they found a way to use the Bible to justify slavery very true there have been women who show up to the hospital who have been beaten because their husband finds a way to justify that mm. with the Bible There have been, uh, you think of someone, uh, you think of things like, uh, the Holocaust or various genocides or, or, or other things that have happened in this country. Like, uh, the genocide with native Americans,
0: right?
2: People have engaged in these acts of terrible injustice with a Bible verse attached to it. Now. I do not think that they were interpreting, understanding scripture correctly, but this shows the weight of understanding the story, of understanding what God is trying to do in his great drama of scripture and how we are implicated by it and how it should affect all of life. But if we don't understand it rightly, or if we intentionally twist it, we can use the authority of God to to get behind some of the worst acts of injustice and idolatry and injury that the world has ever seen. Now, when people have truly understood the story and lived faithfully within it, mm. God's people have created some of the most life-giving institutions the world has ever known. Hospitals. Mm. I mean, who among us has not known someone who has benefited from a hospital or, or had to, to, to go and get cancer removed? Right. or whose life is still, their blood is still pumping through their veins because of some good act that happened in hospitals. Hospitals originated out of Christians who are reading the story and seeing that God's world is such to where you care for your neighbors, where you study medicine, where you innovate. Universities, all of the rich research that's come out of universities yeah, and, and the true. education, has f- the, the institution of a university comes from uh believers reading the bible and seeing that god cares about knowledge and has called his people to learn about a world that originates from him and just w- one more is would be like the abolition hmm. of the slave trade definitely the in, you know we could go on and on yeah. and on from 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 great music that was created right. and works of art and yeah. architecture but if we get this story right we can see that all of life is all for Jesus and engage every domain of this world, every square inch of this world in a way that brings glory to God and serves our neighbor's wealth if we understand the story right.
0: Wow. All right, Jim, I think that was a great, you know, explanation and just... How, a rant? Yeah. I mean, well, I wouldn't say that. I, <laughs> a monologue? I, <laughs> yeah, a, a bit. You know, you were a bit long. No, I'm playing. Yeah. No, you, you, you were good and uh, it, it's really, it's really true. I mean, we... You, you see a lot of times the opinions of, of Christians sometimes as hate mongers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's rightfully so in a way only because of what people's kind of view of Christianity is because of the horrible things and hateful things that some, you know, who claim to be Christians have said. So, um, and also the good, the yeah. great things, like you said, the hospitals and being at the forefront of the abolition movement, you know when the word and we, when we really understand our place in the story, you know, obviously Christ can, uh, you know, work through a lot of the injustice of society. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I guess kind of just moving along here, um, you know, we're, 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 we're tackling this plan. Um, you know, it sounds simple enough, you know, it sounds, you know, easy enough to follow, but for, for a lot of people, you know, simply they don't like to read. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people simply, they can't, uh, find it kind of, I guess, within their lives to stay consistent with, with this sort of plan. So, I mean, for, I guess, those of us who are, you know, kind of overwhelmed by just reading through the entire Bible, you know, how do we, you know, what, do you have any, like, tips or things, I guess, that we can, we, we'd be able to use to kind of keep us on track?
2: So, would this be a time for AC and I to go with our big five tips of the of, of reading the bible yeah i
0: think we're gonna need some like cool, cool music to introduce it and like duh, 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 I duh, duh. maybe some you know, <laughs> grandmaster flash and
1: grandmaster furious flash. five you know the furious five that's tips. true that's true i like <laughs> yeah. that i like that the furious
2: five tips yeah. so uh, so earlier ac and i we sat down and we thought of five tips or five nuggets of wisdom for how to engage this reading plan and to keep you going when it gets tough, All right. So, um, so we're
0: we going to do like rapid fire back and forth. AC does one point. Yeah. One. All right. So yeah, you, like, you got to give kick it the beat, Warren. Right. You got it. <laughs> hey, put, he's putting me on the spot here. I do know something about the beats, and you know maybe if you keep listening, you yeah. may hear freestyle, hey. or beatbox, or something. But Jim uh, can flow. Yeah, Jim can't flow. Jim
2: can't flow. Jim cannot flow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll put that right. to the test sooner or later. Yeah. So, all right, AC, kick us off, man. What is the first point to uh, help us move along this plan, stay consistent, stay on track? Take it away, man. I would say
1: first thing is, is start today. Start today. You know, just keep that as a mantra. Start today. Now, you can use that today or two weeks from now when you haven't read the Bible for two weeks because life got too busy. And then you remember, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be reading the Bible and the whole year. start today. Mm. start today because i I think if you have that as your attitude and your philosophy it really removes the guilt factor because that's a huge thing with a a reading plan i don't know if you've had had this experience where you have like a a bible app that reminds you what you're supposed to read oh yeah and it'll give you a notification oh yeah 7 (laughs) a.m it'll give you a notification you know you're 34 chapters behind you know and and then you just feel guilty yeah Yeah, you just feel guilty And you don't want to read. Yeah, You know, And and guilt will never change the heart. Guilt is never a good motivation for behavior. So we want to get around that and just start today. And number one, that'll help with guilt. And then number two, let's say that you read on Monday, you forget on Tuesday, you forget on Wednesday, but then you read Thursday and Friday. Um, You you, you missed a little bit, but if you keep reading, you get to see the big picture and the big story, and it helps you to read the Bible as a whole story instead of getting bogged down cherry-picking verses, Mm. which is our tendency uh, in this day and age.
0: Got it.
2: Number two would be schedule it. Schedule it. Just like any other important thing in your life, open up your calendar and schedule out a time. It's probably wise to have a consistent time every day, uh, a time when you're fresh and you're thinking well. So for me, that's the morning. Mm. Uh, For others, it's late at night. But just have it scheduled, a specific time, specific place to do it. If you do this reading plan, it should probably take about 15 to 20 minutes to read everything. So just schedule 15 to 20 minutes every day. AC? Yeah, I would say another thing is is to keep in
1: mind that uh, this is a journey. Mm. Don't get focused on the destination. You know, I, I went to school and... I got a degree out of it. But to be honest with you, like that degree has not opened any doors, any mm. opportunities.
0: That's a story it, of so many. Man. Yeah, it hasn't really done anything for mean. me. Yeah.
1: So if I look at my college experience as the destination, then it was a failure. But if I look at it as a journey, you know, I, along the way, I learned time management hmm. when I was doing way too many courses than I was supposed to. And I was working and also being involved in other volunteer things. I learned I had, I had to learn time management. I didn't take a course in time management, but it's something I learned along the way. And I think if you have that attitude as well, um, when you read the Bible, there are going to be things you don't understand. There are going to be questions you have that are not answered. And if your goal is, I just want to understand the whole Bible in a whole year, then you're going to be discouraged. Uh, You're going to be confused. You're probably going to give up. But if you just say, hey, this is a journey. I may not understand what I'm reading in Leviticus chapter 3 today. (laughs) But hey, when I get to Deuteronomy, God might show me something that's going to be important moving forward. So just keep in mind, it's a journey. Don't focus on the destination.
2: And you know, just to reiterate that, uh, I would say I've probably read the Bible through front to back dozens of times, Mm. and it was just this last year where books like Leviticus and Deuteronomy really started to come alive. Wow. and uh, i I was I once met a guy he was about sixty five seventy years old, and he told me that he had read the Bible through front to back fifty something years straight. And I want to be like that guy mm-hmm. because I'm probably at year twelve or something like that, and I'm starting to to really get Leviticus right. and deuteronomy right. and year twenty eight I don't know right. I'm probably going to understand, like, just be salivating over the good stuff I'm learning. Right. in Jude or something like Very that. Very true. Very but true. It is a lifetime journey. Mm-hmm. It's not just a destination through this year. If we had a bunch of people who read through the whole Bible this year and then didn't read it again after that, we would have failed. Right, That's the point That'd be yeah. a failure. It'd be a huge failure. Yeah, but the the last two two points that we have here, um, the two nuggets of wisdom, one would be get an audio Bible now I've shared this from the stage when I was preaching before that I struggle with dyslexia uh, some various learning disabilities things like that and I actually struggled to read up until I was about 16, 17 years old and one of the things that was really crucial for me when I first started walking with Christ and actually is today as well is an audio Bible Mm -hmm. Um, you can if you're an ADD guy like me you can Listen to it while you're doing yard work, or while you're running, which I don't run. I'm just saying (laughs) hypothetically, if I did run, like one of you guys does, but I've sworn off running. That's not my thing. While you're watching Robert Ori highlights on YouTube, yeah, yeah, yeah. Training Three. I also don't watch Robert Ori highlights (laughs) on YouTube. But while, while you're driving in your car, but just soaking in the Word of God audibly. And for people who are audible learners, this could be a a strong thing. Now, um, let let me just say, on one hand, the strength of this Mm -hmm. is that this is the way that Scripture was engaged, for the most part, when people originally heard it. They were hearing the Word of God read by others. Uh, The other thing, though, I do want to warn against is just don't think that by putting the Bible on in the background while you do something else and you're focused on it, you're really saturating Very true, it, man. Yeah. Word. It's I, not just about checking off the box and working right. You want to do some attentive listening. Definitely. But an audio Bible might be helpful. And if you're looking for one, the one that I like to recommend is called The Bible Experience, where it takes like 50 well-known actors and they dramatically read it. Uh, and it's a, it's a really well-done deal. And then the fifth nugget of wisdom that we would give to you is a uh, binge read you know we so many of us myself included actually uh binge watch <laughs> netflix. netflix oh man yeah i'm guilty yeah <laughs> i'll watch like i don't know uh a whole season of, uh, of well like five 30 for right. 30 episodes in a row
0: uh then you feel that deep guilt afterwards, like, <laughs> what did I just do yes, with my day? i is- <laughs> from fatigued from lab sleep That was five hours. <laughs> yeah.
2: And you're never getting it back. Ever. But, uh, just, just as you would binge watch Netflix, set aside large chunks of time to just binge read scripture. Mm. Maybe, maybe schedule in once every couple of weeks, just a couple of hours to just read uh, through a whole book of the Bible. Uh, this may be something you work your way up to, but if you want to go beyond the reading plan, go for it.
0: Like
2: if you're, if you're reading Genesis and you get to chapter 12 and you just have more time and you want to keep going and go all the way to 20, go for
0: it. Right. Right. Uh, well, I mean, I think those are five great, you know, tips to at least get us started. Um, and I, I really like the tip of just starting right away. And, uh, you know, not getting hung up if you fall behind. You know, I, find my, I found myself in that position a lot. It just becomes overwhelming. You're like, you're right. When you get that, that notification that says you're 34 days behind, you're like, man, like, there's no way I can, yeah. I can catch up on this. And, you know, you're guilt tripping yourself. But start, you know, binge. And, uh, you know, God's word is truly inexhaustible. Even if you've done this before, if you've read to the Bible 20 times, like Jim said, on that 21st time, you know, you, you're learning something new. You know, and it, it's 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 really great, and you know we're thankful that you know we can read this over a million different times and get something new each time. So, uh, Jim, AC, thank you so much for uh, I guess setting us off here, speaking about the plan and the story. Next time we'll be getting into squid, and uh, most I know most of you are probably thinking about a sea creature or something of that sort, but not exactly, but kind of. So. Uh, That's all we have for today. Redemption 10B. Check out the next next podcast. We'll be talking about Squid. Thanks for listening.